You're listening to Talk Amongst Friends. This is Kayleen with my new host, my new co-host, Kim. We are here tonight. We're going to talk about false identities. How are you doing, Kim? I'm good. I'm I'm interested in this topic of conversation. It ought to be good and juicy. For sure, for sure. So lately in the news, well, I guess in the last month, this is this topic has blown up again uh, because of Hilaria Baldwin, who has, well, who was married to, obviously, Alec Baldwin, one of the Baldwin brothers, very popular actor. She was not popular. She was um, a yoga instructor, and I don't know what else. Anyway, so she got married to him, got into the limelight, but she claimed, and on the internet there, that she was Spanish, that she was actually born in Spain, that her parents live in Spain, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's come out now that she basically uses a fake Hispanic accent or not Hispanic Latin, I guess it would be Latin because it's totally different. People get pissed off when you mix those two up. Right. Anyway. So, um, she claimed that she was Spaniard and that, um, you know, her accent, I guess there were interviews with her where she was on a cook. She was cooking on one of the the talk shows and even acted like she couldn't remember what the English word for cucumber was. Um, So this is now blowing up in her face on Instagram because somebody actually called her out on Twitter. Somebody who knew her and was like, basically she's been writing on writing on the coattails of this fake identity of, you know, using a fake accent, but she's not the only one. We have Rachel Dozel, Dozel, however you want to say it, who who lived for a decade as a black woman and she's completely and totally white. You also have um who else do we have? There were there's there's a couple other people who have definitely done things like this. Um who have either lived like alternate identities or I mean, even along the lines of of faking accents. Okay. So for example, you got Madonna when Madonna was married to Guy Ritchie and was in England and moved to England. I'm not even sure if she still lives there or not. She started talking in a British accent. Also, there's another person I'm going to call out is Gillian Anderson mm-hmm. from the X-Files. Gillian mm-hmm. Anderson, when she's in England and she's on British TV, she speaks with an English accent. When she's in America on American TV doing interviews she speaks with an american accent she actually was born in america but she lived in england till i think she was like 11 i mean so maybe it's possible if you move to a place you do start picking up their dialect you do start picking up probably their accent i could see how your accent can change i could see how that can happen i guess but to take on an entire persona of an entirely different race or different um not necessarily i don't want to say race but um, not community. What's it? What's what's the word I'm looking for? An entirely um, different ethnicity or yeah, culture. culture an entire, yeah, an entire culture and take it in as your own. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I think if you make money off that, because Hilaria Baldwin has used that to her advantage and has actually made money off of saying she's Spanish. But how many people have actually done that? I mean. Let's be real. Let's talk about how many people have actually co-opted the experience of a different culture or ethnicity because at the time it was profitable. And 
I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to offend some people, but I'm just go there because that's who I am. When you look at all of these entertainers in particularly who have co-opted the black experience, but yet if you look in their family history, if you look in their lineage, they're just like Rachel Dozel. They may have grown up around black folks. They may have experienced some of the similar situations. They may have had some of the same economic challenges, but they are in no way, shape, form, or fashion in the same bloodline as a black person. Mm -hmm. And the reason many of them, I think, have been able to get away with it is because if you look down through the years, there was something called the one drop rule. If you had a single drop of black blood in you, then you were considered black. And so in Southern families where you had so many children of the plantation, as they were called, that were really had a black mother, had a white father, and they looked just as white as cotton, as they used to say, a lot of them, as they came up north, would pretend to be or pass. Right. And if you look at the movie Imitation of Life that was made back in the 1950s, this was a classic example because you had a domestic who was very dark-skinned, but she had a daughter who was very fair-skinned and could pass. and because they grew up in a household where the employer of the mother was a white woman and her daughter was white, the white woman's daughter and the black woman's daughter went to school together, did everything together. And so the black child learned quickly, I want to be like her. I want to be white. And so she spent her whole life passing. Even to the point that she left home, totally told nobody who her mother was, Mm -hmm. lived out her life as white until her black mother died. And she literally went home to her mother's funeral and prostrated herself over the casket, fell out, cried, boo-hooed, mama, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Because her mother had literally given up her life and let her go as white. She didn't tell people. She didn't interrupt her life. She went to see her in California. She never told them who she was, nothing. I'm like, wow, that's a little bit right. too much love right there. I'm not yeah, thinking but if you do think that. about it, so yeah, so this this is nothing new. It's been around for a long time. I mean, think about it though. If you were black in the days of slavery and could pass for white, you bet your damn ass you're going to pass for white in those days. Well, but then I mean, that makes sense to me though that you wouldn't want to in those days. It wasn't safe for you to be black, man. You find yourself on a damn plantation or whatever, and if you had the chance to live yourself as, you know, to live your life as white, would you have done so? I think our question is, how then does that translate into modern day and the fact that you have so many people 
who, like I said, co-opt the Black experience now when it comes to fashion and music and food and all of those things, they make money off of that persona. Right, right. But then they don't advocate for any of the issues that impact Black people's lives. They don't do anything to advance the cause of Black people. I'll give you a perfect example. Eminem has made a killing True. identifying and co-opting the Black experience and the economic upbringing and, you know, being true to the game and the whole rap persona. But I ain't seen him at near a Black Lives Matter rally yet. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like with all with the way society is right now, right? Like you've got all these different identifiers now, he, she, they, we, you've got all this other stuff. But it with all that said, right, with all that happening, with all that coming into play, even at work, I mean, this is on this is now on the United States of America, the White House's page where they can now pick we, he, she, they, them. How does this affect people like Hilaria Baldwin? Because technically she has a case when she says, well, you know what I mean? Even though she made money off of it, even though her persona is fake, whatever, that's how she identifies, isn't it? But see, I mean, isn't really real. real? See, let's that's be real though. If you can identify, if you can be a woman but identify as a man, then why can't you be white and identify as black? Or why can't you be, you know what I mean? Mexican if identify as black, vice versa. Think about it though. It's it's. It's the same thing because it's an identity. So how is that any different? How is that any different from he, we, she, them, they? How is that any different from that? How I mean, I understand that it's exploiting something at the same time, but isn't it all exploitation to a certain sense? Well, but see, it isn't because it? the fact of the matter is, if you are truly identifying that, you believe that. That is who you are. That is who you have come to know yourself as. I'll give you a classic example. Let's look at Dwayne Wade's daughter. She was born into a male body. And she lived most of her life as a little boy. Until recently when she came out to Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union. And he has been highly criticized, highly criticized for allowing her to express her gender identity because she identifies obviously as female, even though she was born into a male body. The trauma of having to live through that Mm. is rooted in a truth that you just cannot hide. That is an identity. That is something you know in every fiber of your being. When you compare that to a person who sees an opportunity Mm. to make money off of a language or an accent or an appearance. Well, which is what Hilaria Baldwin did, right? I mean, let's face it. She's white as can be, born in Boston said that she was born in Spain, all this other shit, used accents on TV, act like she didn't know the English word for cucumber, come on, which is total bullshit. 
So, I mean, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because these are questions that you know people are asking or that you know people are going to come up with or, you know, arguments that people are going to come up with. They're going to say, well, isn't that the same thing? So well, how do you separate all that stuff? Those are people who would say that gender identity is a choice. Those are the same people who will tell you that you choose to be gay. That's a lifestyle. No, it's not. Okay, it's so- an identity. And see, that's where I think people fall into trouble, not only with gender identity, but with ethnic identity, with cultural identity, with even... But what about if you're bi, though, Kim? What about if you're bi and, or what's the new word for it? Non-binary? Yeah, (laughs) non-binary. What if you're bi, non-binary? But my point is, you have a choice, though, when you're bi in my opinion, because I have a choice whether or not I want to be with a man or a woman. But your identity is not a choice. You didn't wake up one day and say, hmm, it seems to be a thing now. I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be non-binary. I think I'm going to try that out for a while. I think I'm going to see how that feels. No, you didn't wake up and come to that conclusion because it was popular. (laughs) So you wait a minute. Feel that shit, or you don't. But I still got a right choice, I still got a choice. If I meet a man and I like him, sure. I, c- I mean, I don't got no choice now because I'm married. But <laughs> the point is, is that I had a choice. But I mean, I you I really didn't exercise that. I really didn't exercise that choice. You know what I mean? Direction. You don't have a choice about how you identify. Because if somebody came up to you right now, I'm gonna tell you the truth, <laughs> and you said. Well, I think it's popular now, so I'm just going to be non-binary. I'm going to be bisexual. If somebody tried to ask you if you was going out with a woman and you were not into that, I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going to be able to hide that shit. That is not going to work. Somebody somewhere along the line go, no, no, you're really not bisexual. So to me, that is. That is just another expression of how absolutely misguided people and society are because they really think it's something that you can put on and take off like a raincoat. It's like you really think that being born in Spain, being brought up that way, having that language, speaking in that language is something that you can just take on and off like a raincoat oh right well the thing is yeah the thing is she wasn't born in spain she her family vacationed in spain so she knows spanish and she knows english but still it doesn't matter if i know german does that make me fucking german no (laughs) you know what i'm I'm on the side because i took some uh japanese classes i'm gonna be uh japanese Japanese, and i am from nagasaki and can't nobody tell me that I am not Japanese. No, that shit ain't happening. I mean, I'm just saying, like, what transformation would you have to go through, you know, to do that? But see, so she's like, but still, okay, this is what I don't get is, okay, she's married to Alec Baldwin, right? Mm-hmm. What I want to know is Alec Baldwin had to have known that her that her fucking persona was fake. Exactly. He had to have known this whole fucking time that his wife was white. And that she's really not from fucking Spain. You kidding me? Or did you just get duped too, just like the rest of us and don't give a shit? No. Which one is it? 
he knew. I'm telling you, 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 know at home, you know, at home, she was talking just like you and I are talking right now. Boom. Boom. That's but just then, like people who are in a wheelchair and the GoFundMe pages mm. where they have discovered that people pretended their kids had terminal illnesses. Oh, hell yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Find out. There's nothing wrong with your kid. What about that chick that was like, I have cancer. And then everybody was like, oh my God. Everybody was like donating to her and shit. And then they found out somehow that she did not have cancer. And she made all that fucking money on GoFundMe. Exactly. Exactly. Like there is a lot of people out there that do that kind of shit. I mean, think about it. There was that woman. There was that woman and that man. I, I don't know if you remember this. I don't, I don't know their names. I'm sure we could Google it right quick. But she said that her husband died. In 9-11, and that motherfucker was alive, sitting at home, chilling. And they were collecting money yes, off of it. collecting money off of 9-11. Because she and said he was in that building. the difference. That day. So it's like, you've got all kinds of, like, identity fraud. And it's been going on forever. But what I'm talking about is cultural identity fraud, I guess, is what the big deal is that's been in the news lately and. You know, a lot of people are fucking pissed off at Hilaria Baldwin, but Alec Baldwin is like, like trying to stick up for her and he's all mad and he's like, well, I'm going to, you know, leave the Twitter verse for a while. Motherfucker, what do you mean? Like, it's not okay for her to just roll around pretending like she's Hispanic, making money, or I mean, I'm sorry, Latin, Jesus, making money off of being Spanish and, you know, talking about you know, every interview she's, she throws on her fake accent every interview and then says, I'm teaching my kids to be bilingual, blah, blah, blah. Sure. I'm mean, sure she knows Spanish, you know, sure. She does like, like, for example, I was brought up in a, in a Hispanic family, uh, but, but that's how I identify because that's my identity. That's how I was brought up. I was in a Spanish home. I was not in a black home. I was in a Hispanic family. My entire family is Hispanic entire family there's no i don't have any black relatives that i you know what i mean like that like my dad's side i don't know his side i don't even know who my dad is so it's like i can't identify as that even though i have black friends even though and so for me it was tough growing up because i grew up in a hispanic family and we all know how they divided the minorities they divided black and hispanics because that was that was the only way for the white masses back in the day to control the minorities. Because technically, minorities outnumber white people right now. Exactly. Just like women outnumber men. So, it's kind of like, um, I mean, I had it tough, you know. I had it tough. I identified as, as Hispanic my entire life. And, you know, I was in a denial about this black side of me that existed, you know, I was like, I'm Puerto Rican because my dad had an accent because I did meet him once and he does have, he did have an accent. So I assumed he is Puerto Rican, you know, cause, cause I'm Hispanic and, you know, Puerto Ricans aren't that bad because they're not black, but technically they are black. But you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not black, blah, 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 blah. And, and it was just the way that I was brought up. So now that I am in my late forties and I told you guys on one of the shows where I, had my DNA done. And I was like, it's crazy because, um, it's like 49% of me on my mom. I'm like Hispanic, blah, blah, blah. And then 
like a large percentage of me is European, like 29 freaking percent. It's insane. It's it's the craziest shit I ever saw. But most people don't realize that that is the case, naturally speaking, for many American-born Blacks, which is why true Africans have a problem with most American-born Blacks because we have been so diluted. Our bloodline is not pure. If you honestly trace back the lineage of the average Black person, American-born, yes, you can trace your roots back to Africa, but the fact of the matter is we were owned by slave masters who were European. The race to the Americas was between Europe, Spain, Italy. I mean, all of those were European nations. Great Britain. All of them. And so logically, let's just be logical. Take all emotion out of it. Just look at the composition of the bloodline. How can you have this massive rape and pillaging and children being born out of that to Europeans and Africans and have a pure bloodline? You can't. So then you further dilute that as you go through the Jim Crow period. And then I'm not being to be hateful, but you further dilute that as you come into the modern era and people fall in love with whoever they fall in love with and have kids of multiple ethnicity. I mean, the truth of the matter is you have a lot of people that could claim different identities because that's truly what they in their heart believe that's right and, how and they were raised and but there's a big difference between that though and choosing something right. that you think is going to make you money right right yeah yeah there's totally a big difference in that um, that was like totally. when they got on elizabeth warren about identifying with the fact that she had indigenous blood in her right but didn't it turn it did, did it come out that she really didn't Well, she had some. It was not as much as she thought she had. But the sincerity there, I thought, was she never asked for a tribal tribe. Right, right, right. She was not saying it to be able to co-opt the experience in that she felt like she had been discriminated against because of her native heritage. She didn't say that. She said she was discriminated against because she was a woman, which is true but not because of her tribal heritage. She was simply trying to be honest about her composition. Now you take somebody like that, and then you take somebody like a Rachel Dozel, who is truly and genuinely claiming something, not simply to be honest about it, but wasn't she arrested for welfare fraud? Yes, she was. Not only that, Rachel Dozel took that to to the extreme limits. I mean, by skin color, by her hair, Okay, braids put in all kinds of stuff, and like I don't know how she got a little away with it for so long. Not to mention, she was the president of the chapter where she lived. Like, oh my god! Like she, like I mean, she she took that fraud to a whole new level. You know what I mean? But if you look at it though, isn't didn't Hilaria Baldwin just do the same thing? She did. I mean. You cannot tell me how did not how did not anybody else in Hollywood know this? You cannot tell me that there wasn't a time where I mean, unless she's just so good at it 
that when somebody called her up who was in Hollywood, hey girl, what's up? But she just started with her little accent. Hola, mi amiga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot tell me that Alec Baldwin didn't know. He hasn't said he didn't know. He hasn't said anything like that. But the point is, he's still like, says that it was okay. What she did was okay and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't understand. He's pissed and he's cussing people out. And, you know, the, the woman that called her out for it is like, wants to remain anonymous because she's scared of Alec Baldwin because he's such a dick to people. Like he is an asshole. He has gone off on people. We all heard his little recording on about, on, you know, that he left on his daughters. I don't know if you remember back yeah. in the day, it might've been in the nineties or early two thousands when he left that message for his daughter and called her a fat pig and blah, blah, blah on the phone and shit. But, um, but you know you what know, I wonder about that? People I mean, like let's, that, you let's know, be what honest. You, of course you knew. That's what I'm saying. You knew. He had to have known. He knew. every. But, but how do people, other people in Hollywood, they had to have known. I mean, so you're telling me that you think it's okay that these people have all these fake ass personas and they're just making money off the masses, you know? I mean, she is, Hilaria Baldwin was only making money because she ended up marrying a Hollywood star, which I don't even know how that happened, but. But technically, she was a nobody until she married him. And then all of a sudden, she's got all these Instagram followers and blah, blah, blah. And there's like these shows coming out now, too, like fake. It's called fake. um, God, fake. Not the word. Another word for popularity that they use. Fake, fake fame. It's they're talking about people that are that have fake fame. You know, like all these Instagram users and all this shit. And I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff in the in the recently in the news lately, like the shit that people are doing just to get followers is insane. You know, and like this one chick sprayed perfume in her dog's eyes to get followers. What? Like, what the fuck? That's abuse. But see, that's the whole culture that we live in now. And let's be honest. It's all about this reality TV crap. And the fact of the matter is because we have made fame for people who do nothing. I mean, let's just point to the Kardashians. They don't act. They don't sing. They don't write music. They don't produce movies. How is it that you build a dynasty out of nothing? A reality TV star became president of the United States. Thank you. Thank you. And it's not even reality. That shit is fake reality. It's all it's all pre-written people. There is no such thing as reality TV. This is a right here is the closest you're gonna get. <laughs> Everybody who runs a podcast like this, this is the closest you're gonna get. Because we're raw. We don't care. I mean, we're not doing this shit for fame. I could care if we have five listeners or 200 listeners. It doesn't matter. We're doing this because it's we want to talk about issues. And, and it's because just, you the know, restaurants are closed and we can't go out to you. the restaurant and have and a break. And we're in the middle of a damn pandemic, okay? So this is how we're expressing ourselves after being locked up forever. But, um, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do was a podcast, chill and talk. But the thing is, is we're raw. This is unedited. The only time I have ever edited the show was if somebody got cut out, you know? I mean, I think there's only one show that I really didn't, I didn't use. 
there's one show that I didn't use. There's one topic I didn't use, which we'll have to revisit that at some point. But there's a topic that I didn't use because I just didn't like the way it came out. And um, there were a lot of technical difficulties in that particular show. Uh, dogs, barking, dogs barking, dogs. phones ringing. I mean, it was a hot mess. <laughs> it was a hot mess. So I was like, oh, we ain't, we're not using this one. But, um, you know, just being able to do this for me is just something cool because we get to talk about all these topics. You know, I mean, this is what we do. This is really what we do. And when we go out to eat, we talk about stuff like this, you know, we bring up stuff. So I thought, you know, let's just share this with people. I don't care if we share it with five, but sometimes maybe something that we say or something we talk about can can have a profound effect on somebody, maybe change somebody's mind about something, anything. Or maybe they find some solace in it and it's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Other people think this too. And you know, the concept is really exciting because it is a talk amongst friends. It's what we do normally. It's not something we've had to script or orchestrate. That's the reason it's not scripted is because like you said, this is something that you have wanted to do. It, it speaks to you. It calls to you. It's not something that you woke up and said, oh, I think I want to do this because podcasts are really popular right now and we might be able to make money off of it. Right. So I mean, basically we have, we have options for sponsorship. We have options for all kinds of stuff, you know, as far as like people, but I've never gone out and said, hey, people, you know, sponsor us, sponsor our show, whatever. I mean, I pay for this behind the back, the scenes. Every month, there's a monthly fee. I pay for that. And I'm not asking anybody to help me pay for it because it's something that I want to do. It's a, you know, this is like a project where um, I have passion for that we get to talk about these kind of subjects and we get to do these things because I have a passion to talk and to learn and, you know, to maybe change somebody's vision of something, you know. But that's the difference between having a passion for something, having a true identity identifying with something versus using it for profit or gain. Right. Look at you That's bring like, in look at you bring in the subject matter back on into this, Kim. <laughs> this is why I love you, girl. But um, you know, you're right. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, these people with these identities rolling around, you know, um but that's like even people who use pseudonyms or pen names authors. Sure. But they do that for a certain reason too. I mean, think about it. If you didn't have it and actors do too, most of these actors, that is not their real name. Boom. I mean, mean, a lot of them have, but some of them have to do that though, because people are fucking crazy. I mean, right. Well, some of them do that because they're crazy. And then some of them do that because they truly don't identify as that. I mean, a lot of people, pen names were the big thing back with authors, even before entertainers came out with it, because a lot of entertainers just changed their name because their real names were too damn hard to pronounce and they weren't going to be commercially viable. I mean, let's just be honest. There's some stuff you look at and you're like, really? That's your real name? I mean, what was Madonna's real name? Like Chaconi or Chaconi or some stuff? Right. It's, it doesn't play as well as Madonna. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Even Lady Gaga's last name 
her last name does not play as well as Lady Gaga, you know? Right, right. Well, I mean, look. Dana Owens is not as popular as Queen Latifah. Right, exactly. Thank you. And then like, uh, you know, so Hilaria Baldwin's real name is Hillary Lynn Hayward Thomas. (laughs) Okay. Who? Really? You go remember that? And more importantly, you go think that's something special? But this is what she's like. She's so so they have her listed as an American podcaster, author, and yoga instructor. She's only an author because she used Alec Baldwin. So basically, she's ridden on Alec Baldwin's coattails to become popular. To because she hasn't done shit either. Bingo. Just like you were saying, just like you were saying, the Kardashians. Oh my God, when you said that, it's like you are absolutely right. The Kardashians have basically built these personas. And people just love them for what? What? It's just their fucking name and their money. That's it. You're right. They don't have an inch of fucking talent in them. And how except, did they make the damn money? Being influencers, except for when Bruce Jenner was Bruce Jenner oh. and was an amazing athlete. I mean, are those really his daughters? The two youngest star. Really now, the, um, the other, other ones are okay. Those so were, basically they built OJ off of his defender's daughters. You remember Kardashian that defended OJ Simpson in the trial of the century? Oh. Their daddy was the lead attorney. So that's Kardashian where they got was his too. defense attorney. Mm. And the whole reality star persona for that family began with Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. who had a sex tape of her and Brandy's little brother Ray J leaked air quotes and all mm-hmm. of a sudden she was a reality TV star and then her sisters got into the act and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but let's be honest. Most of their popularity came from the relationships that they had with black men. Kim Kardashian is famous Kanye. for her marriages. Even before, look at her relationship with Reggie Bush. People hung on the every episode to see what was going to happen between her and Reggie. And Mm. then she married the half black, half white basketball player. And everybody was like, oh, and then she married Kanye. And everybody followed Chloe's relationship with Lamar Odom. Odom's. Well, not everybody, because I can't stand the fucking Kardashians. Well, you know what I'm saying. They have they have actually. Made millions and millions and millions off the backs of these people and their identities and their personas that they have put out there, which we know is bullshit behind closed doors. Exactly. So it makes you wonder if we are to be honest with ourselves, haven't we as a society given people the blueprint for how to get rich if you ain't got no talent? Right. Right. Tend to be something you are not Mm. pass yourself off as that 
and show us your lives because everybody wants a, a, a peep into the real lives of other folks. How many people watched the absolute train wreck that was the reality TV show of Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston? That was mm -hmm. a damn train wreck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Every I didn't watch that stuff. I, I, I'm not into reality shows that much at all well at all i mean like i'll watch like like my my type of reality show is below zero you know the one out of alaska mm -hmm. with those people that fucking live off the land and shit because i'm amazed by that because i'm like that's fucking crazy and that's retarded because i would never do that i like shoot my own animals and skin them and eat them and no no i'm not going to do that but um so you know this is funny that we're talking about hilaria baldwin today uh, today apparently she returned to social media you're kidding me yeah, she's been gone for a month. And today, this is funny that our show is today. And today she returned to social media with an apology. Huh. Imagine that. Yeah. Now, how many viewers will she get for that? I wonder. How I many know. followers she will she get for that? Apology. Yeah. So she came back. She finally posted on Friday today. Um, of herself sprawled on the floor with husband Alec Baldwin and their five children in the accompanying caption. She said, listening, reflecting, and asking myself how I can learn and grow. Isn't that always the standard line? I mean, didn't the Congress person who just got stripped of her committee assignments stand on the floor of Congress before she got stripped of those assignments and apologize didn't she have this heartfelt reckoning moment? How many people have got this pattern, this formula down to a science? First well, yeah. of all, I'm going to pluck this identity out. I'm going to ride it for every dollar I can make off of it. And then when people call me out for co-opting the experience of a people I cannot even identify with and even try to identify with, don't want to suffer with at all, then I'm going to apologize. I was young and dumb. Yeah, so it took her a month to figure out how she's going to spin this, right? Because she's like, so she, she proceeds to say, my parents raised my brother and me with two cultures, American and Spanish, and I feel a true sense of belonging to both. The way I've spoken about myself and my deep connection to two cultures could have been better explained. I should have been more clear and I'm sorry. What? Okay, first of all, you Whoa. acted like you didn't know what the word fucking cucumber was. Cucumber was. Cucumber. How do you that? How do you say that in English? Get the fuck out of here. That's just like you were saying earlier in, in the show. When you said it was really difficult for you because growing up in a dual identity and not really knowing the other identity, you only identified with your maternal side right? because that's what you knew. Yeah. Okay. So let's be Hilaria Baldwin and let's be in the world of reality TV and social media influencers and how that makes you millions of dollars. Let's say Kayleen decides to identify with her alternate persona. She wakes up one day and says, dang, this is making a lot of money. I'm going to hop on this. I'm going to do a reality show about how I find my other parent and I suddenly identify with them and oh, woe is me. Okay. Right. 
You ain't meant none of that shit. You woke up and decided I need a check. Right. Okay. Right. Because quite very, frankly, very different. Quite from frankly, to be honest, with your identity. I don't give a shit about my dad because if he gave a shit about me, I met him once. He he would have got my mother's phone number right there. He would have made sure he knew where she lived. You see what I'm saying? And, and how many? Go fuck yourself. And Just how that. many people? Mariah Carey, Halle Berry, how many multiracial entertainers have had that same experience? Mm. So don't tell me that you have this affinity that you grew up with, you were raised with. Your parents retired to Spain, bitch. Right. Born there, you didn't grow up there. Up there, you didn't grow up there, so that's bullshit. You vacationed there, and it's not clear how many times she even vacationed there. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty deceiving. It's all about deception. It's deception to get something you want. I mean, just like Rachel Dozel, dude. I can't believe it. She did that shit for like a decade. They were saying, like a decade, and actually, literally told her brothers, "Do not blow the whistle. Don't blow the whistle on me," and they didn't. And why? What what was in it for you? Because the way Maybe I always measure a person's authentic, authenticity is this. What you believe in, you will fight for. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did do some good things, though. You can't take that away from Rachel Dozel, though. She did do some good things. She put her hair in some braids and she served as the president of the NAACP. <laughs> Come on. She did Girl. do some good things behind the scenes for black people. Come on, she did. Come on, come on now. I, she, I'm willing I to mean, give anybody a shot. I will even give, you know, I'll get a devil his due. But now, come on, you can't be claiming like you led people to manna in heaven if all you did was pack a couple barrels of water. I'm sorry. I'm not coming. Okay? You made the Q-tip poof ball curl popular again. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> come on. You ain't prosecuted a single hate crime case. You ain't raised not enough money to advance voting rights. You ain't, where you at? You know, if this is truly who you are, if this is truly the life that you identify with, where are you at? Where you at? That's the difference between a true identity and a persona. When you are just grafting in somebody else's life because it's profitable, you will tell on yourself. Because when it gets too hot, when it gets too inconvenient, or when you get caught, you ain't gonna be able to explain that shit. Oh, I I could have done a better job of explaining my my affinity to both my American side and my Spaniard side. Really? Do you know anything about Spanish culture? Can you name me a single Spanish hero? Do you know anything about the Spanish people? Have you been through any of their suffering? Do you know anything about their icons? Can I mean, what, do you think popular Rachel, what would have been Rachel's 
motive for doing what she did then because technically think about it she had the privileges of being white right but she gave that up to be black what do you think that was all about well she gave that up her to identify fraud? as black <laughs> I because mean, her the truth fraud? of the badger is she could take her ass home take a shower wash that damn purr about her head and back to her privilege, okay? I can tell you right now, I know our our listeners cannot see me, but I can't go home and take no damn shower and wash my hair and suddenly not be black. That ain't gonna happen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) Nikechi Amari Diallo, (laughs) I mean... She worked her way up to the NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington. Okay, that just tells you something about Spokane, Washington. And I ain't going to talk about the black folks in Washington. But Lord, y'all, really? Really? (laughs) You can't tell spray tan when you see it. you You know what really blew her persona out the water was when she decided to tell police and local news media that she'd been the victim of race related hate crimes. Exactly. Because you know they're going to dig. I and mean, they failed like, to substantiate her allegations. That was like in the television series In the Heat of the Night that was based off the movie that Sidney Poitier was in. Mm-hmm. This white child tried to tell Tibbs and the whole crew, I'm black. My mama and daddy, go dig them up. Go exhume these bodies and you'll see that even they was black. Everybody in that whole damn town knew his mom and daddy was white. You was born in that town. We saw you. There ain't ain't nothing black about you, dude. My point is this. When you say stuff that can be easily verified, and especially now in the world in which we live, most DNA tests, most ancestry or research firms that specialize in lineage and history that shit can be found out. You can be caught it with a quickness. So if you get to lying, you better build a damn good fence around that lie because you can be found out. And the question is, why are you lying? It's just like the movie The Stain, where the main character had spent his entire life living as a white male. Come to find out, he really did have black in him but he had tried so desperately to hide it because like we were talking about earlier there was really no benefit in it so first of all i gotta be honest with you if you're trying to be black i got a question okay why i mean let's be practical there's no benefit in it you have more benefit in your position of privilege. Right. And and exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't understand. Like, I don't know that I would even do that. Like, you know, I always thought if you were in a room, right, of, of black people and white people or just a room of white people, how many of these people, if you said, hey, would you be black for a day? How many of these people you think are going to raise their hand and go, me, 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 girl, I know that people like, I want to be black for a day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, so what was her motivation to being black for a decade? It again, you have to look at the time in which society had and what society made popular. 
there's got to be more to the story than there's that. I mean, does she hate her whiteness? Does she, there's got to be something more, unless she's just cuckoo kachoo and has, well, obviously she was having an identity crisis or some kind of <laughs> health issue. I mean, because seriously, like, but I think like if you were in a room and they said, who wants to be white for a day? I might be like me because I want to see what it's like to have white privilege. Well, but, I think a lot of people but would. Somebody said, I mean, Do you want to be black for a day? I'm not going to be like, yeah, me. Let me try that. Yeah, but no. I think I think what you have to do is again, you have to look at society in the period of time. In the 1980s, late 80s, early 90s, black culture and the whole focus on minorities and the disadvantage that had been done to them, society gave great lip service to that. And so it was a big deal. You could make a lot of money and gain a lot of traction off of being this poor, disadvantaged, disenfranchised black person. I mean, there was a lot of popularity to that. But of course, like all things, it wanes. It ebbs and flows. And as the reality of being black came into perspective, you went home, you washed that damn spray tan off and took that perm out your head. Because there was a lot more value to being white. I mean, look at, I mean, that was the same time when a lot of the movies were being made about what it's like to grow up in poverty and how rap musicians were really just expressing themselves and expressing their culture. How many people jumped on that bandwagon? Does anybody remember Vanilla Ice? Uh, Now uh, he's like remodeling houses for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he certainly was no Eminem. Exactly. I mean, he got sued. He got sued. Come on. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and if you ever watch that stupid video of his, well, mine is more like ding, 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 as opposed to dun, dun. She, motherfucker, <laughs> you stole their music. <laughs> you deserve to be sued. That's why he's broke. But, okay. uh, but you I mean, know, how many people did that, though, for the for the sheer popularity oh. of it? Look at Black Michael Jackson became the big thing. Michael Jackson. Ex- exactly. That fool was still rich, even though he did that to his, himself. Himself. Well, but the self-loathing that has to be involved in changing your physical features like that, which again. Your skin color to your nose. Nose. To, to your, your- Body features, because ain't no telling what else had to be modified. Every, every ooh, yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> but I mean. But I, is he dead? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally, is he, I don't know. People said they seen Alpha's for a long time. But I ain't Girl, heard nobody say they seen Michael. Hey, they still swear Tupac Shakur is alive. I'm like. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> really? did say, though, they had that picture of, the, the, of said Michael standing on the outside of the corner band. But who knows? I mean, think about it though. If he wouldn't that he wouldn't that be brilliant though to fake your death at that point because he would never ever be able to live a normal life ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. No, he wouldn't. But you know, there are some people who are called to that. I mean, I look at even the Reverend Dr. King. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's this great icon," and he says, "Well, let's not forget he was also a human being. He was a man." Oh well, yeah, and. and- What'd you say? Did he cheat on his wife too? Uh, let's just be real. 
Nelson Mandela and Winnie ain't married no more. Right. But my point is that Nelson Mandela's dead. Well, I know that, <laughs> but long before she was a widow, she was a divorcee. Okay. <laughs> Like they ain't married no more. No, they ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, love never dies. They 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 go to the grave together. Yeah, right. But, but um, my point being that you have to at some point get tired of never being able to just be. I mean, can you imagine how hard that would be? Everywhere you go, people expecting you. True, true, but that's a price you pay for the fame. Hmm. So also, maybe the risk you take in getting your butt caught and clowned because you lied about speaking Spanish to the point that you didn't even know what a cucumber is. Right. Maybe nobody feels any remorse for you because you gypped them. You lied to them. Right. And that's the whole thing. People feel like they were taken advantage, you know, by these people underhandedly. But do we all, as humans, have different personas? Of course we do. Of course we do. There are people that can fit into several different groups of people, right? Like, think about it. When we are around our black friends at the black barbecue, it's off the chain. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's loud. Everybody's loud. Okay. <laughs> You're at the Mexican family barbecue. Okay. Everybody's fucking crazy. Everybody's like, orale, say what up? You know, everybody's fucking being pissed on the volleyball court or the basketball court because you're better than they are. I mean, it's just so we all fit into different types of people, right? Like, like, you know, a lot of people act differently at work than they act differently at home. Well, I think they have to. Yeah. Well, the fact of the the fact of the matter is we all have separate personas, right? Like I'm not going to act a fool in front of my manager. Let's be real. If the manager's there or my boss is there, but if they're not there though, you may fall into that inappropriate (laughs) behavior, but I mean, it's behavior, but is that considered really a persona? You know what I mean? But when you see me, I am, this is what you get. I'm the same way at work. I don't give a shit. I'll tell somebody to shut the hell up in a minute. Real quick. But see, I think you're right. I think you tapped into something because again, it's about having to create in order to survive. True. Sure. Do you think that the average, again, I'm going to use black because I can identify with that. First of all, we don't come here with naturally straight hair. Those right. are relaxes. Right. I mean, keratins yeah. now, but those are relaxes. Oh, oh, Michelle Obama looked fly. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that ain't what her hair would normally look like. You you ain't come here like that. Right. You did not come here with, you know, the big thing back in the late 80s, early 90s was color contest. You weren't oh, born with yeah. green eyes. You weren't right. born with green eyes. No, you right. wasn't. Quit telling a lie. Your hair is not naturally blonde. True. That is why it's falling out because you keep trying to bleach it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just be real. So naturally, we create a separate persona because, again, we're not stupid. We I know what we keep our job and what what. Stop. You crack. <laughs> it's 
true. I mean, really, really. I mean, but you create a persona. That's course. just like in high school. I can tell you right now, I wore suits to school every day, high heels. That's me. That's that's who I was. People look at me now and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was Ken. That, that was who her personality was." But the reality of the situation is you did that because you were trying to distinguish yourself as not just the typical, not one of them folk, not one of them that just hung out, had no self-respect, had no this, had no that, had no whatever. Even that speaks to why it's not okay to co-opt the experience of people who come from a position not of privilege. Because what you are doing is re-traumatizing people who have to package and put themselves away. Every morning they get up, they walk out their front door, and they don't get to unpack who they are again until they walk back through their door. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's what makes the theft of the identity so much greater. Right. I mean, because to me, I mean... I don't know. Like I said, I mean, you know, like Jillian Anderson does that shit with her accent. Does yes. that, but that's different. That's an, I mean, that's an accent. That's not taking over an entire culture, I guess, to say like, well, like, and you're not lying about who you right, are. Like, like, like she, she'll say, oh, I was brought up in England until I was 11. You know, I was born in the United States, moved there when I was like one or two, you know, and then we moved back at 11. But when she's on British TV, she's more comfortable with that. Right. So, well, I mean, that's just like me. My my mother is from a small town in southwestern Oklahoma. They are very country. Now, if I go down there, because I used to spend summers down there as a kid, it's very easy for my tongue to get lazy and fall back into that dialect. And you will be looking at Kim like, what do you say? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Versus when I'm here in my home state. I be I have a very different dialect. I have a very different tongue. That right. I can understand. You're not claiming to not even know how to say cucumber. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are differences. And I think taking on a whole persona that's not yours is kind of bullshit. You know, because she's writing on the coattails of the Spanish culture. And she's not, she wasn't even born into that culture. You know what I mean? To me, that's that's kind of just messed up. That's messed up. The Rachel Dozels of the world are kind of messed up too. I mean, you know, the, I, the, I can't understand. For me, is if you tell me that this is how you identify, tell me something about why and what it is you stand for. Because if you can't stand with me in my suffering then why is it that you identify with me? It's just like when we were talking in previous shows about people who would say, oh, I'm your friend and I'm totally with you and we can just agree to disagree. No, we can't agree to disagree when what you're saying is that you disagree with who I am, with right, my right. very existence. Right. And it's so kind of like, to me- kind of like, no, fuck gay marriage. But oh, it's okay for you because you know I like exactly because you. you're my friend. You you ain't right. like them other black folks, like, right? Right. It's the same difference. So you can be my black so, yeah. friend because you know you're not like 
that them or that. Yes, I understand. So, well, and thank so you, Kim. You're going to take on another persona to me. You know, my big thing is there needs to be some substance to it. What are you advocating for? What are you supporting? If you truly identify with me, then when I look over my shoulder, I should see you standing shoulder to shoulder with me sometime about some of the things that matter in my world. I should be able to see you at an MLK march every once in a while if you're going to claim you black. I ought to be able every once in a while to see you at a Black Lives Matter march. I ought to every once in a while see you at a DPS rally advocating for school lunches or advocating for something, you know? Right, every right. once in a while, I ought to see you fighting for some of the things that impact life for my culture, my ethnic identity, if you say that's truly who you are and what you believe in. And if I don't see that, then I have to question the integrity of what you're saying. Interesting way to put that, though, um, to task, basically, because there are some people, though, that advocate in different ways. Some people don't like to go to marches. Some people just donate. So you kind of got to you just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, do do you do anything? If if I look into your life, uh, Ms. Baldwin. Would I be able to see any evidence, any evidence of your advocacy or your identity expressed in your actions? Maybe not. I mean, at home, she's probably like, get your ass over here. Not vente pa' acá. You know, vente, vente. No, she's probably sitting there. Get your ass over here. Come here. Come here. You know what I mean? So it's, who knows, though? I I don't know her in her personal life but the fact that she got called out by people that know her and then now she has to say yeah i was born in boston oh boy anyway me one thank you kim for joining me tonight and uh looking forward to many more shows (laughs) (laughs) crazy we don't know what's coming forward we have some ideas coming on um but thank you for tonight's discussion i um i think it's an important topic you know, I'm not sure how it's going to be received, but I definitely think it's an important topic and um, an important discussion um, in the future. I think we'll probably, you know, start once we get it together, start having, you know, more guests on this week. It's oh, been rough. Somebody else's opinion. Come on now. Right. <laughs> somebody else's opinion. We just need ours. But, uh, you know, it's just, you know, so I, we've been on a hiatus for a couple of weeks because, you know, I got married the wedding. It was we were busy. We were busy, busy, busy. So we anyway, we, we did have a reason to be off the charts for a while, but I think we're going to get back on. Uh, we'll get it together. So thank you so much. Have a good evening. I appreciate you. Appreciate you back, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me be a part. This has been Talk Amongst Friends. Have a good night. And that concludes this episode of Talk Amongst Friends. Thank you for joining us. Uh-huh.